And yeah. here's our weekly feminist tangent. Let's we'll go on a rant. I'm Susanna. And I'm Audrey. And this is Everything is Copy. A podcast for dreamers and go-getters. Who also like to have a glass of wine and watch trashy reality TV from time to time. We're two copywriters who said peace out to our previous careers and publishing and teaching to do what we want for a living instead. And this is where we talk about, well, everything. Well, hello. I am Susanna. I forgot to say welcome to Everything is Coffee. (laughs) I'm Audrey. Welcome, welcome, guys. Thanks for coming back for episode number, what is this? 16? 16. That's like pretty crazy. I cannot believe we've done 16 of these. Like that is four consistent months. Yeah. Wow. That's (laughs) nuts. Um, I am wondering, Suze, how our no buy month is going for you so far. We're on day two, so (laughs) when we're recording this, but early in the throes of no buy month, um, I needed this reset more than I think I realized that I needed this. So it's going okay. If I, (laughs) if I wasn't doing a no buy month, I probably would have already like, I have been, I've had like the worst period of my life and I have like wanted oh. DoorDash and I would yeah. have DoorDashed if we weren't doing the snow by month. So I've eaten healthier. I've saved money. Also for some reason, like most of my clients have already paid their invoices. It's August 2nd. This is very bizarre. So I looked at my bank account earlier and I was like, oh, rolling in the dough. Wow. Maybe it'll stay like this for a minute. Yeah. It will because you're not going to be spending money except for on groceries and you have a bachelorette party this weekend but still most of that I think is already paid for anyways so yeah I know I'm like excited about the bachelorette party but like not excited about the fact that I have to spend money but it's okay yeah that's one of your payment my rent still has to come out so I don't know what I'm talking about but it's (laughs) how is it going for you um, it's going fine. I keep thinking of random things I want to buy. Uh, Wally. No. Well, no, Wally though. I'm oh. like, what? This isn't even, yeah. I mean, I get targeted ads for me too. And I'm like, that's really cute, but I can hold off. I'm like, he's been dealing with like kind of being sick. I'm like, oh, I wish I had some popsicle molds so I could make him popsicles. <laughs> extra hydration. I'm like, is that essential? Maybe. <laughs> but I have not bought them. And I don't think I will. I don't think it's actually essential. I can just buy him popsicles. Um, and then just like other random things like that. But I did random things that like pop out at you Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, this is the kind of thing that I would have bought without a thought. Yeah, totally. I'm like, I haven't even gone on Amazon because I don't even want to attempt, but I do need to start my list of things like running list of like, Oh, I thought about buying this. Do I really want it by the end of the month? Because I think that'll just be fun and interesting to look back on. And I don't think I would remember all of the little things if I don't keep track of them. Yeah. That'll be fun to share. We should both keep a running list on our phones that we can share in our recap. Okay. But what are you actually loving this week? So I am loving this show. It's literally on and paused in the background of my view right now, but it's called The Terminalist. It's on Amazon Prime and it was recommended to me by a couple of my friends and it is, it stars Chris Pratt, who I love and Taylor Kitsch, who I really love. Yeah. I love Taylor Kitsch. So it's the premise is that Chris Pratt 
is a Navy SEAL and basically like the show opens with a mission gone wrong and it ends up in like a lot of um, this is such a you show oh it's like such a me show but it ends up with a lot of his men dead but it's not not just like a military show like at all like it's a I don't even know how to explain it because the episodes are also really long so I feel like a lot happens but basically there's like Mm -hmm dark forces at play back home that are like the reason for this so it is like honestly one of the only shows in a long time where I have been like cannot take my eyes off of the screen oh it is wild like truly it sounds kind of dark is it dark or is it or light it's super dark um and like I'm so over Ozark we have two episodes left and I'm like I need I need a palate cleanser after this this is not forsaken show it is so dark and it used to not be this dark and I'm just ready for it to be done. I'm like, I, but yeah. I, I need to jump into something slightly, but I'm also not, I mean, this is a hot, hot take, but I don't like shows like the office. I tried yeah. parks and rec, but those just not yeah. my thing. So a lot of people's thing. I, I would say that this would not be my recommendation for a palate cleanser from Ozark but it is good for something I don't think it it only has one season I think it only has like eight episodes so it's like one of those shows you watch on like a weekend yeah but I also I've been really loving tv in general lately not really tv shows but I watch I've been watching documentaries too same like, my loving is a documentary though. Okay, well tell us about your loving. Okay, are you done with yours? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, mine we were texting about this last week, but it's the docu series on Netflix called um Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. I almost forgot the name of that. I was <laughs> like, wait, what is it? Um it is about the fundamentalist uh Church of Latter-day Saints group, so it's not just like Mormons in general. It's this really extreme sect of Mormonism. And it is Warren Jeffs, right? Yeah. And and just the insane like child trafficking and kidnapping within within the church that they were doing. Like they were taking kids and moving them to this ranch in Texas without their parents to basically prime them to be little like wives sex slaves yeah basically and they believe in like plural marriage just all this stuff and it is the (sighs) craziest documentary it's a docuseries it's like four episodes I watched it in two days though and then I was like no wonder I'm like Ozark this (laughs) well you really I know I've already talked about this on the podcast but after you have like chilled out and you're ready for something else you have got to watch under the banner of heaven as like a yes. follow-up to that I know I want to and John really wants to watch it too this he had like this work conference all week last week so I was able to just go crazy watching whatever I wanted well yeah. let's be real I still usually I'm watching housewives but he actually tolerates that and enjoys it sort of anyways um but I he wants to watch that one so, so we'll good. have to maybe we will start that together I know it's probably dark too but yeah we, but it's so good I was just looking up like where his, where this like compound was in Texas. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't know that part of it. It's in like the center of the state. Like I have no idea what's like what towns are even like 
Well, they get into it. The town that they settled in was not pleased that this Mormon community was. Yeah, because, I mean, I could be, and I also could be, like, wrong. I need to watch it. But I'm pretty sure, like, if it's El Dorado, Texas, like, that's, like, a very Hispanic area of Texas and, like, very conservative. I can't see them, like, being pleased at. No, they weren't. They weren't. And they were the ones who sort of helped initiate the takedown or it's just wild I mean and there are so many different parts and they're so the sad thing is a lot of the women in the church who are taught to just keep sweet pray and obey they are the ones being abused but they're the ones who won't like tell on the abusers they are so protective Stockholm yes yeah totally that's totally at play I'm gonna watch this because honestly I knew that it was about like Mormonism and fundamentalism, but I didn't know that. And then my friend Savannah last night sent me a text uh, or sent me a TikTok that was like a girl who I guess is one of Warren Jeff's many children. And she was, he has like, he has like hundreds of children. He has like 70 something wives. Oh my God. Is he alive still? He's alive. I don't know if I can tell you where he is, but he ain't free. <laughs> well, no, I figured I because I, I heard his name before, but he yeah. is still running the church from prison. That's the what craziest the thing. There's still when I googled it afterwards because that's just what you do after you watch a crazy documentary like this. I think it said there was like seven to ten thousand members still who. Oh my god! Wait for his proclamations. Like he, they believe he is a prophet of God yeah, and prophets. Yeah, and he is speaking the word of God. Meanwhile, he half of his wives are like when he married them were under eighteen. Like it's just so sick wow. and twisted. Okay, well, when I'm done with the Trump list, I'm gonna watch that because that yes. is right up my alley. Yeah, if anyone likes true crime slash, it's very, it's not like I grew up with a ton. I grew up in Las Vegas where there's a lot of Mormons and a lot of Mormons. Norman, it's not what. There's a lot of Mormons in my hometown too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just, this is not the normal, like, no. normal side of it. No. It is crazy. So no. it's very culty, um, I would say. So if you're into that, definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Love it. Yeah. Well, what are you learning? <laughs> yeah. What are you learning? Um, Audrey already knows what I'm about to say. And... I am going to tell you, I'm learning. I'm learning. This is totally cheating. I want a cat. I'm going to get a cat. You're learning. You want a cat. I'm learning. I hate cats. Okay. Well, I've always had cats. Well, not me, but like we always had cats growing up. Yeah. I love cats. Like to an extent, um, to an extent, as long as they're small. Yeah. That sounds really, (laughs) I love one to two cats maximum at a time, but I've been thinking like, I do not want another puppy. Like, I, catch me? No. I, hell no. I do not want another dog. My mom's puppy is enough. But I'm like, you know what? I love having Holly here, but I would also love to have like a quiet, Holly's my dog, by the way, would love to have a quiet, you know, pet that doesn't require as much, um, like needing someone to, needing her to like go stay with someone when I'm you not get a, a fish. Dog. Yeah, no, I don't want to fish. Hollywood kill it. <laughs> but so I got like sucked in everything bad in my life, everything good in my life can be circled back to TikTok. That's TikTok. I knew it. But 
I keep, they just like keep popping up on my screen, popping up on my free page. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a cat. So at, let's see if I still want the cat in 29 days. But right. Cause I'm, you can't get it during no buy yeah. months. That's a good, that's a no, good sleep on it. No, it, it is because I'm so impulsive with like purchases that like, it's a good thing. You don't say, <laughs> but someone did, someone did send me, they were like Dallas animal shelter, which is where I got Holly. They're like, they're doing a clear the shelters. Like the cats are free. And I was like, thank you so much for sharing. But the supplies are not, the supplies the are not free, <laughs> but I will, I do know that like, whatever, if I decide to get a cat, I will get her from probably Dallas animal shelter or like a rescue. It's already a her. You already know it's oh, a yeah. her. I'm not, I'm not getting a boy cat. They pee on stuff. No, I'm not. Oh, really? I don't know anything about cats. Yeah. I've been allergic my whole life. So I'm yeah. the most biased person. And I, I think they're cute from a distance. We have a ton yeah, of neighbors. That's that's yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just anti-cat. You know, yeah, when I John and I went on our first date, he had two like questions for me that were make or break. I guess so dumb. <laughs> One of them was whether I was a cat or a dog person. I'm clearly a dog person, which yeah, was, same. I guess, the correct answer for him. And then whether or not I liked spicy foods. Because he said he had dated girls who were cat people and did, couldn't tolerate spicy food before. And I was like, no. you have low standards. Waiting for my Audrey. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad I passed that test. I know. But it's nice to adopt them from a rescue, obviously, so they're rescued, but also because their adoption fee like covers their first couple rounds of shots. Yeah. Because that, that's how I, I actually got Holly for free. Holly was a clear the shelter's dog. Oh, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's so needed too. So yeah. I, I'm a big believer in that. And I so, think a low maintenance pet is a good thing for but you travel so much. So you just leave, do you leave her? And well, yeah, my sister also lives like a block away, but I'm never okay. gone for, well, okay. I am, but most of the time I'm not gone for longer than two or three days. How many, yeah. let's just do a little game. How many trips have you gone in the last three months? None, only one over three days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm usually only gone for the weekend. Yeah, that's true. And I'm rarely gone with the only time I've been gone with all of my sitters, all of my animal sitters was when I went to Paris and London with my sister, my mom, and my best friend, Kelsey. <laughs> but most of the time I'm not going on vacations with all three of them. Yeah. And Kelsey and Emma both live within like a mile of me. So okay. and my okay. mom lives here. Yeah. I've given it some thought, not a ton yet. Um, I need to give it more. You, you'll have time to give it thought. But so that's what I'm learning. I'm learning to wait. Before. There you go. That's okay. good. Because honestly, if we weren't doing a no buy month this week, I would have been like, I'm going to go buy a cat. So. Yeah. That's how I was with the Piper, sweet Piper. I've gotten some good updates from her lately or from her new owner. If anyone doesn't know that yeah, story, give we, a like, quick update of it. Well, we, you can listen to the full story back. I don't even know what episode, a few episodes ago, it's called like summer reading Rex, and then yeah, I think like it's called an impossible decision or something like that. Anyways, we shared how I, after a year and a half of having our son, um, we ended up needing to find a new home for our dog because she just had not transitioned well. So anyways, our new, our new owner, her new owner has mm -hmm. sent us like several updates and she is just living 
her best life life of Riley. She is having the time of her life. She's in Sedona right now hiking. I'm like, I've never even been to Sedona to go on a hiking trip. She uh, went to Big Sur the other week and they were like at the beach. Like she, um, her owner told me on Amazon Prime Day, she ordered more things for Piper than for herself. I was like, this is exactly what I want for Piper. That's her God thing. I really is. Like she ended up where she was supposed to be. Totally. She was was where she was supposed to be for the first part of her life and she's where she's supposed to be now. Yeah. But my point in all of that was that my decision to get Piper was literally like I was thinking about getting a dog kind of, kind of. And then I got on Craigslist. I saw her and I was like, she's mine. I'm getting her. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I decided that like, okay, well this may be super cheesy because I don't know if I like it yet, but I'm thinking like if I get a kitty. Okay. And she's a girl. Her name could be Molly. And then I could have Molly and Holly. Oh my gosh. Isn't that cute? That is juicy. No, it is cute. It is cute. It's, it's like they're like twins. I know. And then my mom's dog is Millie. So Holly, Millie, and Molly. <laughs> oh my goodness. That could be a children's book. That's cute. I know. Okay. What are you learning? My learning is kind of weird this week, but I've realized like I, I think working for yourself and working from home is a trap in some ways because you think you can just do things whenever. And I've gotten into the trap of saying like, oh, I'll just sleep in this morning or lay in bed this morning and like do a workout later in the day, like during Wally's nap or whatever. And I have realized like, I cannot do that. Like I, and I hate doing that. Like I do not work out well in the afternoon. Like I have to just get it done in the morning. And I think that's just, that's just me. Like I, like my body feels better in the morning. I'm more ready and energetic. If I just force myself to get out of bed, um, not every day, but like the days where I want to work out when I'm just putting it off just for the sake of like, well, I can do it later. It's never, I don't ever want to do it anymore at 2 PM. So I just learned, I get that my energy preferences. I'm a morning gal. Like I just need to get it done in the morning and kind of like give myself that kick in the butt. And I don't know. I like feel like it's taken me 30 years to finally accept that. But yeah, it's, it's weird for me because I go and like cycles with when working out feels better to me because I'll go like two weeks where I want to go to like a six 30 class. And then I'll go like the next two weeks, I would rather die. And I want to go to like a 5.30 PM class. So like for instance, totally. earlier today, I was like, I don't want to wake up early tomorrow. So yeah. I canceled the 6.30 class and rescheduled for like the 5.30 class tomorrow. Just yeah. anyone cared about that. But <laughs> it's like, I'm the same way sometimes. And then sometimes yeah. I'm like, mm. so I'm just trying to like, I think the time definitely makes a difference and working out outside of the house takes (laughs) so much more effort. Like I commend you and anyone who does that. I'm, I work out at my home. Like we use the Peloton app. So, or I'll go for like a run just out my front door. Like it's super easy and accessible for me to do it at home. And I, I don't wake up. I don't do 530 AM workouts like ever, unless I'm like, I just truly cannot sleep and I'm just kind of in the Might mood as well on the bike. Yeah. But I don't intentionally wake up to do that. Like my gotcha. day I'll work out at like six 30 or 7am and it's a 20 to 30 minute workout. Like it's so different 
And that I'm like, why am I pitting that off? Like it takes no time. It's literally two steps away. Yeah. I've started going to a 1215 class on Tuesdays, which I can only do for like two more weeks before I have to friggin' go back to teaching class on Tuesdays. Oh my goodness. I do that once a week and I really like that class and that instructor, but I also have thought both times I've gone that like, it's like hard to pause your day and like go work out. Yeah. Back, so. It takes more time than you would think. You'd think One like, minute. oh, it's an hour class or 45 minute class. That's how much time it takes. But no, you have to like, like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Plus if you want to shower. Sweaty and, and gross. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's a no from you? My no is, okay. So <laughs> I shared this last week, but we went to Tahoe a couple weekends ago and I thought that this issue was done after we, by the time we got home, my, like the Airbnb we stayed at had this like cute little deck patio, but the wood was really old. So my son was running around out there. We realized he had a ton of splinters in his little bare feet. I know. And so I had, luckily I had brought tweezers with me, but they're not like super sharp or anything. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, my no is just trying to tweeze splinters out of an 18 month old's feet who obviously he's like, why are you torturing me and like kicking me in the face and like trying to squirm away. And I'm like, okay, like just a little pinch, like digging (laughs) into his foot. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, it was big. No. And I thought it was done. I thought I got all of them. And then there, I could see there were like a couple little small ones left. But I was like, those are going to work their way out. Like mm-hmm. not worth me using my dull tweezers to yeah. dig in there. I well, today that. he was like kind of walking weird and like kind of fussing and he's, he's been sick. So I'm like, maybe it's just, I don't know, his joints feel weird. And I looked at the bottom of his feet and like all these little like inflamed spots where I could see little tiny splinters in the middle were still there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like one of them had like a little white spot on it. I was like, this one looks infected. I'm the worst parent of all time. So then we had to do it all over again. Luckily though, I had like, I cleaned like my tweezers and had like a little safety pin so I could use something slightly sharper, which of course he hated, but it was quicker for me to get them out. And he's just like, I mean, he did so well. He laid there on the couch. Like I turned on a cartoon and he was like, all done. All done. Oh, I miss him. him. Oh. And I was like, no, baby, we have a few oh. more. And I like literally was like 30 Bye. or 40 minutes of just like poking at his feet. And it was so oh, sad. Oh, my on God. top of him having a fever oh, all weekend, on top of him waking up randomly today oh. with a rash, he's just yeah. little guys falling apart. Oh, yeah. So hopefully that's the end of our tweezing. I think I, I think I got all of them this time and I just like cleaned his feet really good in the tub and I like slathered him with Neosporin when he went to bed. I was like, hopefully, oh Lord, please. Like hopefully he's good now. And I'm also just like thanking God that like, this is the worst of our health issues. Like these are all annoyances and like hard to deal with, but they're all fixable and just like it's weird things and hard yeah. to go with, but nothing super serious. So that is good. What's your, what's your no? Um, I'm going to be like the most basic girl. I already mentioned it. I period, period cramps. Those are my no. I'm convinced that if men had them, the world would literally fall apart. 
100%. We don't have to have a discussion about it. Like everyone knows what they (laughs) are and what they feel like, but that's my no. I'm over it. And I'm on like day six. I was going to ask, usually it's really bad like the first day or two. I cannot believe. I'm on day six. Six. Oh my gosh. I wonder why it's so bad. It's just something about maybe like summer or like, yeah. Love this for me, but. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the worst. I agree. I texted you the same thing about like if men had to deal with like childbirth and then dealing with postpartum, like bleeding and changing like pads and like dealing with stitches down there. Like they would not function. Meanwhile, like women are usually like breastfeeding or somehow women, feeding the baby. Yeah. Women and, are the superior sex. There is no hundred percent hands or butts about it. And so. here's our weekly feminist tangent. Let's we go on a one. rant. <laughs> we always have one. <gasps> oh, okay. okay. Well, on today's episode, we're going to go over the lessons, like the personal lessons the business lessons, mine's like barely business related. I'm like, let me just talk about my life. (laughs) Yeah. Basically just like the biggest lessons that we've learned this year so far. We're at the beginning of August. So we're like, we're, we're, we're pretty hefty in the gear, but we have three. We're we're past, we meant to do this kind of more of a mid-year check-in. We're a little late. Yeah. (laughs) Distracted. So doing a three quarters of a year check-in and yeah, just like kind of looking back trying to be mindful about what, what have we actually learned this year? Yeah. I find for me, if I don't actually sit down and think about this, I don't think about it, you know, like, so it's so helpful to like, for me to sit down today, I was like, what have I learned? What are like the big themes this year? What am I like pulling out of this year that will help me get through the rest of the year? And I think, I don't know, for me, that can be helpful in just setting the pace and the tone for the rest of the year because a lot of the times in I don't know in our career especially I think like the end of the year can get very chaotic and you just kind of lose sight of what exactly you want for your career or your personal goals or whatever else so just kind of thinking about what where we've where we've come from this year and how we are moving through it and um, yeah, if you're listening, we'd encourage you to think about yours too. Some, just some themes or lessons or takeaways that you, I don't know, have, um, experienced this year that have changed you for the better or challenged you in some way. So kick it off, Suze. Yeah. So my top one, I think, so my entire life I've been very sensitive and I don't think this is always a bad thing. But it is sometimes a bad thing, like sensitive to the point where I am too, like always thinking that someone did something like in a bad way to me, even though most of the time they haven't. And it really doesn't have anything to do with me at all. Like Like you think someone's like mad at you if they like say something a a certain way. Yeah, Like that is so me always just like people are upset with me or like feeling like, oh, well, she's in a bad mood and didn't want to do anything. That must be like, oh, well, you've probably had like at least one toxic relationship or friendship yeah. in your life where oh, that has sure. been the case. Sure. And so it like kind of trained your brain to be that way. I know that's the case for me. I had a couple, yeah. um, high school yeah. friends like that. I'm sure they don't listen to this. They shouldn't. And but, if you do get out, 
You're not allowed. Did you just say someone's name? No, I said, if you do, get out. (laughs) Have I told you their name? No, I don't think so. (laughs) But I just like panicked internally. I was like, holy cow. Um, Anyways. But yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I am super, super sensitive and like can read into things beyond the point necessary. (laughs) Yeah. But I've, it's been a very big, like breakthrough for me this year and lots of therapy and like lots of just honestly, like I think growing up and challenging myself to like think about things differently but I've realized a lot of the time, probably 99% of the time with me, my reaction to something that someone else is doing or saying is like usually like me projecting something onto it. And this mm-hmm. has been a big thing for me for a long time. And I, it's just like little things like feeling left out or feeling like literally anything you yeah. could say. I could be like, yeah. And it's, I'm definitely not perfect at it, but there's just been, there's been a big shift in me probably like the last three months or so to where I've just started to realize like in a lot of ways, like I am responsible for the way I like react to things Mm -hmm. and I can't, like I have very like incredibly good friends and like good family members and they don't mean, I know at my core that like the, like random events that have happened, like random things, there, there has been nothing like malicious about it. It's just like me. There's, there's also been like situations where I haven't been really mad or upset about something, but I've like felt like I needed to be mad or upset about it. So I like made myself mad or upset about it. Yeah. That, that has just been something I've really been working on. feel like I've shifted a lot in the last couple of months and that like honestly has made me feel a lot more grown up because even like, I'm not going to like say someone's name, but one of my other friends has like done a couple things recently to where she's been like, oh, what did you think about this? Or like, why wasn't I included in this? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, girl, that, nothing, that had nothing to do with you. Yeah. But I know that I like probably three months ago would have said the same thing. And so- yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a sign of like maturing. I think when you I think so too. are able to like take responsibility for, I guess the energy you bring or yeah. like how you're receiving other people's actions, which like, what? is really hard to do, it's but it's so it- hard, but it's like the things too. And I honestly do think living by myself has also been, I really was going helpful. to say, I bet moving yeah. into like, an apartment has a huge, really helpful. yes. Because it's also like, I feel very responsible. Like what energy am I, like you just said, like what, inner? first of all, what's going to take my energy? Like, am I going to yeah. really allow like these little things? Like, <laughs> like trying to think of just like a random example. I can't even think of one. Like, okay. There was one day where probably like way earlier this summer, maybe even like in the spring where my friend Kelsey was in Forney, okay, was in Forney, which is where we grew up. No one knows where that is, but she was there. <laughs> and her and one of my other friends who still lives there, like just went out to a random lunch. Well, me and that friend do that all the time without like yeah. inviting anyone. Cause it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Let's go get lunch. And like, in my head, I was like, why didn't he invite me? And I was like, oh yeah. Oh, like, and then I was thinking to myself, like, 
why am I like really upset about this? <laughs> but I had to say like, why didn't you invite me to this? Like a freaking third grader. I'm so embarrassed by even saying that, but y'all can probably oh. all relate. And she was like, oh, well, it was just, she was here. Like, I didn't think you'd want yeah. to come. I do that like, all the time. It's never usually intentional, no, but it feels never. like it might be. Yeah. yeah. And especially at this stage in my life, like I, I am not in friendships or relationships where anyone would intentionally leave anyone out of anything. Yeah, totally. It's It's not high school anymore. So it's just like a huge shift and just like realizing, I think also as women, we grow up and are like trained to think like the worst of situations like that. And that's just like a small one, but that's just been, that's been a really good lesson for me and has truly made me so much more at peace and just like happier. Yeah. So that's lesson totally. one. What's your yeah. lesson one? My lesson one is realizing that almost nothing needs to happen immediately. True. <laughs> it's so hard. Which I just have always been like, okay, gotta get done. Get it done now. Like when I'm a nightmare to move with because I'm like packing like as soon as I know, like my next address. Ugh. And then once we're in the new place, <laughs> don't even talk to me until the last box is unpacked. Like I am a psycho, but I have, I mean, I haven't moved recently, but I feel like I've just chilled way out with these types of like internal deadlines or like pushing like crazy jam packed schedules and like trying to get so much done in a small amount of time. Like I, have no need to do that. And there have been times in my life where there has been a need like work-wise where I just truly like had so much on my plate that I literally like needed to have a hundred item like to-do list every week. But I just think like, A, that was not healthy and probably there are probably better ways to have managed it and managed my time. So I didn't feel so spread thin. But I've also just gotten more relaxed and realized like, my career is not, it's serious. It's important, but it's not like, I'm not like curing cancer. Like nothing needs to be done right now. Things can wait. And like, I think just, I think honestly, like having a kid has taught me that like when he's sick or like he today had to take him to like urgent care for not the splinters for the rash (laughs) that he woke up with. (sighs) But like, I had to pause my work day and like those things just happen. Like that would throw my entire day off before if I had to just like pause and not finish things. But now it's like, I'll get to it. It's like, when I get to it. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't bother me like it used to. Like, I'm just like, whatever. Like you just relaxed a little. Yes. Yeah. And And it's obviously really nice. Yeah. And obviously like parenthood teaches you that because you have to. Yeah. But it's also it was by necessity, baptism yeah. by fire, but, but it's, it's also nice. Yeah. There's a TikTok as usual. <laughs> like the sound is like, no, literally nothing's an emergency. We work in marketing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I need to make a TikTok. I know. Song. I'll send it to you. I'll send, I'll find it and send you Yeah. One. I have to use that sound because yep, that's how I feel. But for so long. I just made everything so big in my mind. And I know, especially if you're like type A, like both of us are. And well, I realized I wrote this in an email today that I like a newsletter that I wrote to my list. I'm the most type Type B, type A person. Like I want to be busy or that's like been my 
MO for most of my life. Like I just want, I want to get stuff done and like check things off and be productive, but also like I'm cool with it not being perfect, you know? So I'm like, I'm addicted to like the busyness, but not to perfection per se. Um, with some things I am, but yeah, I would say. But people like, like, because I feel like I'm the same way, but we're both, we're, you get so programmed, especially like it goes back to those things that probably happened to us or like, we just were like, when we were kids, Mm -hmm. we were just like programmed to feel like everything's an emergency or everything has to be done perfectly to yeah. matter. But that's a whole other topic. So yeah, we can get into like <laughs> psychology of family of origin at some Woo! point. Although maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that sounds painful. <laughs> a little too deep. Um what do you what's you your lesson number chooky? two? Did you just say chooky? Too deep. <laughs> I was like <laughs> is family <laughs> trauma chooky now? Oh, Chuggy? Is that what you're saying? I thought that's what you said. And I was like, I, I thought you said Chuggy. We're one. not on the same level. I was here. like, hmm. Well, okay. That's one way of thinking about it. That would be me though. Like using some kind of like Gen Z lingo <laughs> in the wrong way. <laughs> I love it. Well, okay. My second lesson is aligned with our no buy month. Honestly, I've just realized I spend, I literally spend too much money. I, I literally spend too much money. I've, I've never, I will probably never also be the person who's like, I'm so good with money. I'm a saver always. I hate spending money. Like, no, I love spending money. I'm not That's fine. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not. But I have also like fallen victim to just like lifestyle creep and being yes. instantly influenced by stuff. And like, I'm not in a bad place with it per se. Like, I'm not in, like, credit card debt or anything. Yeah. But at the same point, <laughs> at the same – like, the same – what is the word I'm thinking of? At the same – Time? <laughs> at the same time. Time. I don't know where that word oh, right now is in my brain. Um, like, I've also started thinking, like, look, like, I know I'm only 27, but, like, I don't have – like, I don't have an employer-sponsored 401k. Like, I have to yeah. start thinking about this stuff. So, no, yeah, you should be definitely saving yeah. for retirement. Yeah, and all I have right definitely. now is a Roth IRA. Yeah, so, that'll, do, that'll do some stuff for you. Yeah. But, yeah, you want to be yeah, like just sucker I'm, out. I'm just trying to be – mindfulness and money and me have to become better friends. And I've been – trying to bring like mindfulness, not necessarily sitting in like a yoga pose, but like just being mindful about other things in my life. Mm-hmm. Like my first lesson, I'm like, okay, well money is going to be my next thing. Cause I'm never, yeah. I'm never going to be the person that's like, Oh no, that is $11. I cannot buy that right now, but maybe $11 was like, not a good number. Five dollars. Like the people who I'm say like, Oh, don't buy a latte. Cause if you, yeah, like, if you saved every like dollar from a latte, you could be a gross. millionaire by the time gross. you're 45. Like that, that mentality, that's the whole Dave Ramsey mentality like, it's and it's toxic and you can enjoy your life and the fruits of your labor and not deprive yourself while also being responsible. And I think that's the balance you're trying to find. It's like, I've also just realized, and I even told Audrey, like we're literally, as we record this, it's August 2nd. 
<laughs> out of just like random stuff, I've been like, oh, I would have bought that if I wasn't thinking about it. I've just lost all like sense of mindfulness with money yeah. in general. Like I don't think about it. I'm just like, okay, yeah, spend it. Whatever. Yeah. Because that, you're able to, which is also like a, yeah, a luxury that you've worked really hard to achieve. So like yeah. there is something to be said about that. And I think, I think a lot of people go through that. Like I went through lifestyle creep when I was in college and wasn't making any money. And yeah, I put same. everything on my credit <laughs> cards, which was not a good time to experience. I was like that. using my student loan refund for fun. Oh yeah. no. But so many of my friends were doing the same thing. Horrible. Oh my gosh. What? That's terrible. But, yeah. but I think that just being aware of it is like, like yeah. step number one. You know what though? I was thinking thoughtful about how it's being spent. Like I'm never going to be the person, honestly, who's not spending money. I enjoy spending money. Yeah. But I would a rather do it on experiences and travel and B, like, I don't have to, it's also just like part of the reason we're doing this no buy month thing is like, I need to just think about it a little more. Like I, I bought a Mark Jacobs bag last month and I have no regrets of buying that bag. I love it. It's so cute, but like, I didn't even think about it. I just bought it. And I like, that's oh. the only guilt I've gotten from. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. just, like, maybe I zero <laughs> thought into that. Like I just yeah. bought it. Yeah. And that is where like mindfulness thought, I don't need a bunch of shit. And it's so easy to like be on Instagram and be on TikTok and watch YouTube vlogs and be like, well, I just need this little thing. And yeah. like, no, I don't, I don't need it. And so yeah. I texted you I yesterday. Know. I was like, I didn't realize how many people were trying to sell me things until I couldn't buy it. Insane. <laughs> like literally just even, even people sharing. I mean, we've talked about this before, like influencers sharing just things that they like. It's like, Oh, I bought so much stuff from that yes. and like and being like influenced and stuff. Like, yeah, it's not just like targeted ads and no. advertising. It's, it's the, just everywhere. It's everywhere. So it's, it makes it harder to be mindful and thoughtful about your purchases. But I think something like this will be helpful having a no spend month. But I was thinking like, this kind of thing has never worked for me when I'm like, Oh, like my eating's getting like, not you know, where I want it to be. So I'll do, I've tried like whole 30 in the past and doing some kind of like cut things out diet like that has not worked for me, but I think because it's not food related, I think this will be different. Like it doesn't feel the same deprivation. Challenging yourself to just like, yeah. It's like stretching your self-control muscle. Cause I think, and I didn't, I don't want it to sound like, Oh, I bet a Mark Jacobs bag. That sounded like, I didn't want that to be no, like takeaway, but it's just more like I've gotten so used, especially with just like the fact that I were like bombarded by stuff all the time. I've just gotten so used to like seeing something be like, I want it. I have money in my bank account right now, so I'm going to buy it. And like, I, I, I don't want to do that forever. <laughs> like I would rather yeah. pay off my trip to South Africa than yeah. like buy another stupid like Amazon <sighs> thing. So Lesson I am currently learning for sure, but something I think is will hopefully be like a big pattern through. The yeah, rest of I'm sure it'll shift to. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Life and. 100%. Yeah. Okay. My your, lesson number two could be summed wait, up, I guess. Was what? that? Oh, wait. 
that was number two okay for okay. you I lost and one. I'm on number two for okay. me I know <laughs> we're sneaking in some like aside lessons I think to all of these so it's probably gonna be like 10 total very but, on brand yes my second one I feel like this is something I always try to like remind myself but it's hard and this year has been like just big evidence of it that like everything is truly temporary. Like good things in your life can lead to hard things. Like having my son was such an amazing thing, but it did lead to us having to like rehome our dog. So, and, but then also bad things can lead to good things. So I haven't talked a lot about, I don't think at all about this on the podcast, but, um, I had a miscarriage in February and it was one of the hardest things that I've gone through, but it's also like reshaped so much of how I like see and prioritize and treasure my family and my health and like trusting in my body and like a greater plan that I'm just not aware of. And I'm not one of those people who's like, everything happens for a reason. Like, I just think that's yeah, but it, not okay. a helpful thing to say when someone's grieving, <laughs> but, but I do believe that there is a plan at play. And like, I, I don't always know that. So my point in that is that like bad things can actually lead to, to good things or, or growth in some way. Yeah. Um, and it's just no matter what, like, no matter what you're going through, whether it's like a really high, high or something like that, that's so low and hard, like you will come out of it and there will be something else. Like it's all temporary and there's no rhyme or reason always. Um, Actually never. Yeah. Yeah. Usually never. It's just life. Like, and just realizing that like kind of brings me peace, I guess. It's just like knowing like, okay, when I'm tweezing 20 splinters out of my toddler's foot, like this sucks, but it's not, it's not good. I don't have to do this every day. It's just 20 minutes of him being upset and me not knowing what I'm doing. And like all, all those little moments, like it's, it helps break them down and feel a lot less overwhelming to me. And like, I feel like I've had these big lows, but also like these big highs this year. And it's just like, wow, like a lot of crap has happened this year between like the dog and the miscarriage and all of that. But I don't look back at this year, like, oh, this year has been shit. Like, I actually think this year has been really beautiful in a lot of ways. And that's just I don't know, like a testament to, I guess, and flows and yeah, to, to trusting, um, whatever's supposed to happen, whatever that will be. So, yeah. And I don't, this may sound cheesy coming out of my mouth. So hopefully it doesn't. I feel like my whole, that what I, everything no, I just said, was cheesy, so. I saw this, it must've been like a quote somewhere. I probably saw it on Pinterest knowing me and it was like, once. <laughs> if you want to like get to the core of life as a whole, like just look at the ocean. Oh, I like, like that. Watch, I love cheesy you know. quotes. <laughs> I, I do too, to an extent, but like just watch the like way the waves come in and take things away and yeah. bring them back. And no matter like what is going on in your life day to day, like the tide's still rising somewhere, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like take lessons from the earth like things always, always come back to where they're supposed to. Dude, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Don't cry. No, no, no. I'm kidding. But that is really beautiful. And I, I love that. And I totally subscribe to that. But I think it's one of those things that when you're in it, 
Like if I was telling myself this future me was telling past me this in the middle of the weekend of my miscarriage, I'd be like, fuck you. (laughs) You don't want to hear it when you're in it, but it's like something to just hold in your back pocket. I think so you can remind yourself, like no one else needs to remind you of it, but that's been good for me through like these hard times. So anyways, what's your third one? (laughs) So my third one kind of balances up to your first one which is, I think my entire life, literally since I was probably four years old, it's kind of like what Audrey said. I felt like I needed to do things and get them done immediately and do them perfectly. There is like so many parallels (laughs) to my (laughs) little Susanna in there. (laughs) But at the beginning of this summer, I had decided like within a month, like I'm just going to use this as an example. Within a month, I'm going to rewrite my own website. I'm going to get it rebranded. I'm going to redo my website and I'm going to relaunch and I'm going to have this new version of myself and my business. Okay. Well it's August and I have, am not even close to being done with it. And I was kind of just like down on myself for it. Cause I was like, well, if I can't even like find the time to work on my own stuff, like, and I, it's, I hate saying the word business coach because I feel like she's a lot more than that. But yeah. the yeah. group program that I was in, um, the leader of it, Grace Blacksea, she is like so smart. She's she's probably going to have had her baby by the time this episode comes out. But I oh can't my gosh. her to come on at, when she's off maternity leave because she's yeah. just brilliant. And she told me and she was like, you have to do things on your time, like your your time, like in your own schedule, in your own way, not the way that you feel like it needs to be, not the way that when you are on Instagram and like looking at other business people, like, oh oh my God, like there's nothing that would get me more like in my own like head and just realizing like I have to let things happen in my own time. And that has lots of parallels to my current personal life as well. Mm -hmm. And just realizing like that you cannot like you cannot determine a schedule for your life because it yeah. will truly go the opposite way as you are trying to tell yourself mm-hmm. it's going to go. And I will continue to probably relearn this lesson a million times until yeah. I die. Yeah. But that's just something I'm trying to think like I can do things on my time and my time doesn't, I don't even have to know what that is yet, but yeah. it just has to like feel good when I'm doing it. And that's just how it's going to have to be. Otherwise, I, I, cannot, I cannot live my own life. Totally. Yes. That's – mine is like kind of – I know it's – you said yours is similar to my first one, but mine's sort of piggybacking – my third one is sort of piggybacking yeah, off your third it. one. And it is just how I'm realizing like it's okay – to be in a coasting phase. I wrote my email that I mentioned earlier for my email list today was kind of about this. Um, I, and it's kind of like what you're saying, like just trusting where you're at. I am not in a major growth phase of my business and I don't want to be. And like, I've been kind of embarrassed by that. I'm like, I've been like climbing and like seeking the next level and trying to take on more and more and more and growing and hiring people for the past four plus years that I've been doing this full time. And I just have no desire to grow right now. And that has felt so weird because especially I think in 
Well, I think in any entre entrepreneurial space, it's it, a lot of people just talk about growth all the time and like reaching that next level and having these huge goals and crushing them and like taking action now, so making stressful. Yeah. And it's like, um, sometimes we don't need to do that. Sometimes it's just okay. And my business is healthy where it's at. I'm, I'm good where it's at. And I'm sure I will have phases in the future where I do yeah, have that hunger to grow, yeah. but I'm just like, I, right now. I'm good right now. And I finally become comfortable saying and accepting that rather than just feeling like icky about it or like ashamed by it. Like it's okay to not be pushing and achieving. All and the also time. Like, like, it's not sustainable to do no, that. And that's a huge win too, that you're at a place in your life where like you have an almost, is, does Wally count as a toddler yet? Is he a They say once they're one or walking, but they're like, toddling. So they're toddler, but yeah. Not, like yeah. you have a toddler, like you have a life and you have the ability right now to be like, okay, well, where I'm at right now is really perfect from where I'm at right now. And yeah. most people in the world cannot say that. And yeah. it's so easy to just always feel like you have to go to the next level, next stop. Like what's oh. the next thing I can launch or do or. Yeah. Cause like, I, I mean, unlike Audrey, I am like currently where like, I'm like, how can I grow? Blah, you blah, have blah. the hunger but right now. Totally. Completely different completely different life stages mm -hmm. and like realizing it's so special that you can coast and still be making plenty of money and working the amount you want to work and getting to have the clients you love still and like not feel overwhelmed and be like, no, I can take a 40 minutes out of my afternoon to pull splinters out of my 18 months old, 18 months old feet if I need to. And yeah. I don't have to like, you've built like a beautiful place to be right now. Thank and that's you. Like, oh, that's, gosh, you're getting me in my, you know, like, who am I tonight? Well, but <laughs> we're each other's therapists tonight. I know. This called like therapy know. sessions therapy with sessions. Audrey and Zeus. But like so many people, like I remember like even watching my mom, like when I was growing up, she went to grad school probably when I was like, I don't even know how old I was, but my dad was a football coach. He was always at work. My mom was trying to be an assistant principal and didn't want to be a teacher anymore. And they were always like going to the next level as mm -hmm. most people's adults do. Yeah. That's just what you're taught to do in American and like, society. And like when you, that's like such a benefit to running your own business because you mm -hmm. can decide to like put the brakes on for a minute and be like, yeah. I'm just going to chill here for a while until I decide I care enough and like I'm motivated enough to like maybe do something else. But right now I'm going to be okay with where I am. And like, yeah, that's pretty beautiful when you think about it. Yeah. Well, it's weird though. Cause like society would say like, if you're coasting, if you're at a plateau, like that's a failure, yeah, but I am reframing that like, no, that's not a failure to me. Like I am happy with where I'm at. And so screw what, whatever society says I should be doing. And also I trust that I will have that hunger again. Like, I don't think I'm just yeah. like going to coast for the rest of my life. Like I know that I'll feel those feelings again, where I want to be like, Hey, taking on new and big and like growing to the next level, but it's just not right now. And that's fine. So, and trying to like, not be overly poetic, but it just comes back to what we were saying a minute ago. Like it, the ocean. Yeah. Like it all, I don't know. It all <laughs> comes back to 
to be just being where it's supposed to be when it's yeah. supposed to be there. And yeah. that is like, I think probably a undercurrent of all of these lessons, except for maybe not me being influenced into anything I see on TikTok has been the money one. <laughs> no, but not probably like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a pretty freeing feeling when you re- finally realize you're like, okay, even though this sucks or it's really great or whatever it is at the mm-hmm. time when you realize like, oh, okay, well, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah. So yeah. where we're supposed to be at this 9.59 p.m. and 7.59 p.m. on uh, Wednesday night, where we're supposed to be. And that's yeah. just like, I don't know. Cool. Because if you told either of us a year ago, we'd be doing this. I'd be like, what? I know. What? I'd be so freaking pumped. I'd be like, oh, I know. let's go. <laughs> I know. So yeah. Well, well this thing like a fun yeah, <laughs> therapy, therapy yeah. episode. So yeah. Sorry. We're psychologists now. So yeah. um, adding that to my resume. No, just yeah. like- <laughs> Thanks for my therapist would be like, no, you're not. Yeah, no. Yeah, all of all of mine in my life would be like, mm, let's talk about that. Let's, <laughs> let's workshop that. But yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Y'all are the best. Yeah. Hope that you have been. I hate the word inspired, but sometimes I can't think of another word. I hope that you've just thought about some of your own lessons in your life this year and where, where this year's brought you. And, um, we are so glad to have you guys here. This is so fun for us. So thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye.